When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. idea of growth mindset is understanding. I think the biggest part of it is this bullet point. Mistakes and failures are a good thing. Because when you make a mistake and you have a failure, that means that you have an opportunity to learn from that mistake or that failure to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Now, that's where the challenging part arises because we live in a society right now with kids that have social media where this idea of perfection and uh, success are constantly on their eyes when they scroll down their timeline because no one's out there posting the bad stuff. No one's posting the drill where they mess up or the picture where they don't look good. So these kids have this idea of perfection in their mind and that failing doesn't happen to most people that have success. Today's episode is from the third annual Lawrence First and Gold Clinic talk from Dalton Hilliard, defensive backs coach at UConn. Dalton Hilliard joined Jim Mora's staff as the defensive backs coach after spending the 2021 season as a secondary coach at Arkansas State. Coach Hilliard worked as a defensive graduate assistant at UCLA while Mora was the head coach there and then served on Chip Kelly's staff in 2018 as a defensive and special teams analyst. Prior to his time at UCLA, he spent a year as the defensive backs coach and special teams coordinator at the high school level in Hawaii. In this portion of his talk titled DB Culture, Classroom, and Technique, Coach Hilliard shares how he implements a growth mindset and builds the culture with his position. He also details how he utilizes the classroom technology and content to build culture, leadership, communication, and football intelligence with his players. The entire talk, including the second part devoted to developing the critical factors in defensive back play and technique, is available on Lawrence First and Goal channel, on CoachTube. The link is in the description. This segment of the talk applies to every position on the field, and be sure to stay tuned following the clinic segment for our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. 
If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Special shout out, obviously, like you just said, to the Loose family for doing this. this is a really special thing. I'm excited to be part of it for the first time after, you know, having so much success before me. I'm, I'm excited to be here to support the future of this foundation and, and let's get into it. Today, as, uh, as Keith just mentioned, I'm going to talk about DB culture, classroom, and then some technique at the end to just give you an idea of where we're going to go with this presentation. Just the agenda and agenda wise, I'll give you a short biography about myself, talk about building culture, a little DB classroom tools, some critical DB factors that I believe in philosophy wise, and then we'll get into some drill work here at the end. So a little bit about myself, just to give everybody a background. My wife, Katrina, is a neuroscientist working at USC back in California. My daughter, Naya, is the assistant defensive back coach here at UConn, uh, just turned two a couple of weeks ago. I went to UCLA, played for Coach Mora there. That's kind of where my connection to this job happened. And that's where my coaching career started was with him as a, as a GA there at UCLA. Also as an analyst for Chip in his first year at UCLA. Then went to UT Martin with Jason Simpson and Chris Polizzi. Had a great time, two years there, learning a little bit about myself and then uh, had the opportunity and was blessed with the opportunity to coach with Butch Jones and his staff at Arkansas State last year. And you know, I'm going into year two here with Coach Mora here at UConn, trying to do great things here at, at this prestigious university. Here at UConn, we have this thing called the, the Husky Filter. Um, so it's these five things that, that we look for in a, in a football player. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention UConn in this and, and our culture as a whole and as a program, understanding that character, accountability, team, ego, toughness, and competitive graceness. Those five things, if we have that, we can go really far and we can we can have a really high standard that we hold these guys to here and uh, definitely have a great brotherhood culture going with these five things. So in terms of my classroom, uh, I just want to give people an intro to, to what our theme is this offseason. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very much cerebral being a coach, trying to find different ways to have information reflected by the player and in his head and, and allow him to absorb it like a sponge. The human condition is to survive, right? I mean, you go back to Adam and Eve, you, whatever you believe in, there was a beginning and we were all conditioned to survive, fire, food, water, all the necessities to, to live. So it's our job as coaches to help these guys fight that human condition and recondition themselves to do more. So FTHC, you'll see it on every slide. That's our motto this, this offseason is fight the human condition. So in terms of just DB culture and habits, we're going to, at the end of the day, play with great technique. We're going to build a culture of competition within the room. We're going to have attention to detail. We're going to develop an edge to our lifestyle and to our, our character. And then at the end of the day, we're going to win the lifestyle battle, which encompasses everything from community to academics to weight room training, uh, and then obviously practice and so on and so forth. This is a phrase that I use just to kind of give you guys another, you know, another one of those classic coach talk, you know, phrases. I read a book by a guy named Tim Grover, who was the mental coach for Michael Jordan and Kobe 
called Relentless. And then the other one's called Winning. And he talked about expectations, responsibility, and reward, and that being an equation. And when you have a minimal expectation for yourself and minimal responsibility, the rewards are therefore minimal. So I want to make sure our guys understand the standard is maximum expectation, maximum responsibility, and maximum reward will then be reaped if we follow that equation. And it's simple as that. Culture at the end of the day, I tell the guys it's dynamic. It's not static, right? Every person in our room, in our program is going to create the culture by what they think, they say, what they say, and then obviously what they do. So to say culture is this and it's always one way or it's always performed in one facet, no, every day you wake up, everything you do from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you lay your head down on that pillow is creating the culture and either or either helping it progress in the right direction or it's helping it digress and, and obviously hurting the culture for our program. So how do you build that? You know, it's as simple as these three things. You got to believe in the culture that we're obviously building here. You got to sell it to not only yourself, but others. And then you got to demand it more so than anything, not only of yourself, but of the others around you. When you have peer-to-peer accountability and you have coach-to-student-athlete accountability and you demand it of each other, that's when it becomes really, really special. So if you do these three things, I truly believe that whatever culture you're trying to implement, at the end of the day, it's going to flourish and it's going to be successfully implemented uh, no matter where you're at. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas State champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. So in our classroom, the one thing I have taken this offseason done a little bit differently is, you know, we're in a different day and age here in 2023, you know, in terms of holding kids accountable, in terms of what you're allowed to do. Back in my day, we did something called the Green Mile. So anytime you were late to class or if you missed a, a meeting or whatever it was, you got a two by four and you pushed it sideline to sideline at five in the morning until you reached 5,280 feet. 
So you push it a mile. And today's climate, we can't do that. And it's understanding is it, there is a reason behind that. So what I've done is, is I asked the guys, how do we want to hold each other accountable? How do we do that without having guys do the green mile and that's having to do that and they came up with the idea to hold each other accountable we select captains every semester and they hold each other accountable so if they find out somebody has missed a class they will handle the issue uh, themselves so i'm completely removed from it. it it creates leadership in our room and i try to use it to put guys that aren't great leaders in a leadership position to where they have to you know, obviously execute a leadership role. Another tool that I use in my classroom, and I know, I know that all of us have different resources at different levels, but when I was at UT Martin, we didn't have the same resources that, you know, say Georgia or Alabama or Clemson, whoever it is that they have at their disposal. So I was introduced to this program called Go Army Edge, which was free and is still free but it allowed me to build a virtual playbook that we can use in the classroom. So if you have a basic classroom with a projector, you can use this. So I would basically project a formation on the screen from a defensive perspective, and it allowed my guys to get up to the front of the room, talk, you know, about tools that we use in certain coverages, where the rotation's happening, what their alignment is off the certain receiver, whether he's attached, detached, what the backfield set is. And it, it allowed me to hear these guys talk in a controlled environment so I could teach and see who really obviously knew the defense and, and who is comfortable communicating it. And then you take it to another level, this program can actually even do motions. So I can set up a two by two and have it motion to three by one. And these guys have to adjust in the room in front of everybody and give the correct adjustment call and tool and, and adjust associated, associated with that motion. So again, a really good, cool tool. It's an app. So you can download it on your phone, on an iPad, on your computer, and you can use it in your classroom just to teach and break the monotony of a basic PowerPoint or Exos or DB Sport presentation. So moving into uh, something that I do here that's a little bit different in terms of my classroom, I was fortunate to be able to be on staff with Chip Kelly at UCLA and something that he consistently talked about and really believed in was the idea of growth mindset. So what it is, is basically it's a mental state in which you believe that skills are not necessarily born. You're not born with those skills. You have to build them. And there's a process to that. And so in that process as a coach, I choose to make sure that my guys understand the overarching emphasis is these two things. I'm going to build belief in yourself and I'm going to allow you to build focus to execute that belief and make it a reality. Because as much as potential and belief is great, at the same time, you, if you don't execute and you don't focus on that process to make that potential a reality, then again, you're going to be in a situation where you're not able to execute on a consistent basis and build habits that are aligned with that mission or that belief or that necessary, uh, you know, potential. So the keys to that growth of belief, belief and focus and those, those uh, overarching emphasis, we're going to have four things. So we all know about effort. Effort is is what you have whenever you're trying to do something. You put a certain amount of effort, and effort is going to be a non-negotiable. We all know that. It's something that every coach talks about. Now, where you get into the difference of the mental state and understanding growth mindset is where these next two bullet points come in. Challenges and mistakes. So every coach is going to put a kid in a challenging situation, whether it's on the field, in the weight room, in the classroom, 
you're going to challenge every student athlete in some way, form or fashion. Now, when that challenge is met, it's great. It's every kid is excited. Hey, I've met the challenge. I did great. Cool. But the mistakes and the failures is where this growth mindset separates a lot of guys, because especially in my position as a defensive back coach, I know that we're in a critical position. If a defensive lineman pops a gap, a linebacker can make them right. If a linebacker misfits off the edge, the safety can fit off his coverage and obviously make him right. If a DB messes up in the back end, there is no position that is behind us that makes us right. So we are in a critical position. So when we make a mistake, it is critical. So we have to limit those mistakes. Now, mistakes are gonna happen. And as you can see here on this chart, the idea of growth mindset is understanding. And I think the biggest part of it is this bullet point, mistakes and failures are a good thing. Because when you make a mistake or a failure, or you have a failure, that means that you have an opportunity, again, to learn from that mistake or that failure to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Now, that's where the challenging part arises because we live in a society right now with kids that have social media where this idea of perfection and uh, success are constantly on their eyes when they scroll down their timeline or their feed or whatever it is, because no one's out there posting the bad stuff. No one's posting the, the drill where they mess up or the, or the picture where they don't look good. So these kids have this idea of perfection in their mind and that failing doesn't happen to most people that have success. And so I have to restructure, recalibrate, like we talked about their, their human condition of, oh, failure is a bad thing or mistakes are a bad thing. Mistakes and failure can be a good thing if you decide to use that failure, that mistake to grow and to then be successful the next time that you're put in that same position. So that's the first thing is that I truly believe in this process that the mistakes have to be seen as opportunities. Okay, and then the last thing is obviously the feedback, and that's where trust comes into effect. You have to build the trust with your student athlete to understand that when you are criticizing them or you're being critical of, of something they did wrong or they, even that they did well, they have to understand that you are attempting to make them better and that you're doing it out of love and out of sacrifice that you don't want them to just be who they are. You want them to be who they can be. And so that's the biggest thing in this mental development doesn't just happen on this chart. We don't just talk about this chart and then that's the end of it. So what I've done is I built this off-season program that we do here at UConn called the FBI packet. So it's football intelligence, okay? So we do talk about football, right? You see here, backfield sets, formations, personnels, motions, right? We talk about all that basic stuff that you can find anywhere. At any university, any program, they're gonna be talking about the intricacies of playing football and the details of playing football. But what I've done is I've taken the opportunity, obviously in this off season where you have a little bit more time to talk about things like how to make lasting change in your life, like sleeping and learning, taking action, how to overcome fear. My favorite one is this one right here called the Pygmalion effect, which is basically this idea where two, rat, two groups of rats were, were trained by two different groups of people. One group of rats had a sign in front of it that said smart rats. The other one had a sign in front of it that said dumb rats. And the two groups had a week and a half, two weeks to train these rats. And once these rats were trained, they were going to be put in a maze and they were going to see who, which group did best at solving the maze and getting through it the fastest. And so 
what obviously, as you can imagine, what ended up happening is the group that had the rats that were labeled smart rats obviously were more successful than the group that had the rats that were labeled dumb rats. So it's about how you view yourself and how you treat yourself on a daily basis. Do you treat yourself like you're a division one football player or that you're a first round draft pick, or do you just treat yourself as you are? So I always tell my guys, I'm going to treat them as they can be because that's what I want them to become. I'm not going to treat them as they are. I want them to develop. I want them to be a better version of themselves, both on and off the field when they leave UConn, right? This university is about development. It's about a high standard and it's about family. And so we can get this communicated over through this growth mindset packet uh, in these podcasts that the guys can listen to on the way to class. It's just another learning tool that I think is critical from a development standpoint in the classroom. So I hope that somebody can grab onto it. Obviously, the website is right here at the top. It's called trainugly.com. I would check it out if you're looking for a uh, another developmental tool to help you do something a little bit different that I think a lot of other coaches may not be doing. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, implement a growth mindset into the culture of your position group. A growth mindset means believing that talents can be developed through hard work, good strategy, and feedback from others. Mistakes are looked at as an opportunity to learn. Those with a growth mindset achieve more than those with a fixed mindset who believe that talent is innate. To learn more about growth mindset, I recommend Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, The Psychology of Success. To get you started on the idea of growth mindset, I included a link to an article in the Harvard Business Review in our enhanced show notes on coachingcoordinator.com. Two, make leadership an on-the-job training activity. Coach Hilliard appoints captains for each semester and they hold their teammates accountable for not meeting the standards. If we want leaders in our programs, we should give them the opportunity to lead before the season and the voting and installment of captains. Everyone can be given short segments of the offseason to lead. It could be a week or a month or semester, but regardless, the leadership moves outside of teaching ideas to the players in the classroom and actually being given the opportunity to lead. You as the coach can provide the support and feedback to the players leading during that time. Three, utilize all of the content and technology on the internet, YouTube, podcasts, social media, to teach both football intelligence and mindset and skills for achieving success. I recommend at Teach Tapes on Twitter. If you haven't seen it yet, Steve Hauser is doing a series called Teachable Moments with us, and he did a series during the season. Coach Hilliard has a curriculum for their football intelligence, and he uses a podcast which he likes to teach other things like achieving success. There are so many opportunities we have to share important ideas that can make a difference. I like to screen and record an impactful idea I hear on a podcast by using the screen record feature on my iPhone and sending it to my kids, family, friends, coworkers. Both formally and informally, we can develop our players and fellow staff members by sharing with simple tools at our fingertips, most of which are on our phones. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for enhanced show notes with links to related episodes, resources like Coach Hilliard's Clinic, which I highly recommend. In addition, we have articles and our winning edge takeaways detailed in text. 
Also sign up for our free weekly tip sheet, which highlights the best ideas from the previous week, trending episodes, and featured resources. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.